0: Okay, we're at the top of Yudalal and Mavet. We're talking about the conversation between David and Abigail, David and Melach and Abigayl, in terms of uh, trying to determine that she's a naviyah. The they have a conversation about her husband. David said he can kill, he can kill her husband and Naval because he is more of a malchul. She says not so fast, David. Just because Shmuel Hanavi told you you're the king doesn't mean your name has spread throughout the world, and therefore. Uh, not, it's not necessarily more but also third line here, less, so he said back to her, baruch baruch That's a quote. Like, uh, Blessed is your reasoning and blessed are you. Okay? Bo that you stop me this day from coming to blood. Okay, meaning you stop me from killing somebody and that's a good thing. The Gemara says, Damim, the word Damim is plural, so it implies two, that there's almost like two people you're preventing me from killing or something like that. So Damim, uh is, is, uh is referencing something more. Raja says, Damim, Damnita, Ushichut Damim. Two types of blood. There's the murder, yes. There's also the Damnita we talked about. And it teaches us that she revealed her thigh to him and he went, based on its light, three parsas, which is very far. So the point is, I guess it's sort of like, let's call it the light of the Passion, let's say, of uh, his desire for her Kept him going or something like that I don't, I don't know, some type of uh, way of saying, saying it So he said to her, Hashmi'ili Hashmi'ili literally probably means Like, listen to me, but euphemistically Means, uh, let's sleep together This should not be For you for like a stumbling block Now, when she says, um uh, Zot The implication is that This shouldn't be And this is where we're getting to the point About her being a Nebiya Zot Michla Di'ikachriti This one will not be a stumbling block And there will be another one Umaynihu What is that? Maase Debat Sheva It's a story about Sheva Where David's (laughs) desire for a woman Did result in his uh, Being a stumbling block for him Okay so you see from there it seems like she has this uh, prophetic understanding of what's going to happen in the future so you see she's in the video is this really sort of like the conclusion of this In uh, the end um, oh sorry in the end that was the uh, that was exactly what happened that exactly what happened okay once uh, we mentioned this so we'll tell some more about the uh, the story with Abigail and David it says like the the soul of my uh, master should be bound in the, in the bonds of life. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, when she left him, she said, Yashem yeah, should do good for you, and you shall remember your maidservants. Uh, meaning that, uh, one second. Yes, the idea is she's basically saying to him, uh, you know, in the future, maybe circumstances will be different and maybe uh, we should get married. That's basically what's being implied. And that's in fact what happened, right? After the Valtash, she ends up uh, marrying David. This is the folks saying, Pilcha. Uh, how did you translate here? Uh, when a woman is engaged in conversation, she also holds the spindle. Meaning the woman is always uh, planning something while she's, you know, she's multitasking. Or Igodamri, some say Shafielva Azil Bar Abzabi, Noim Mitaipe. This is a great line. Uh the uh the son of the goose uh stoops or yes, the goose stoops and walks, but its eyes are looking ahead. Okay, I mean the idea is Okay, you're doing one thing But you're always seeing What could be in the future So Abigail She's dealing with like Saving her husband's life And as she's saving her husband's life She's already planning Her remarriage To David in the future Which is very, very clever Okay, that's Abigail And how she's in the Biyah the next one Chulda Chulda the Nebiyah It says So they all went um Now it's funny, the end of the pasuk It doesn't actually happen But the end of the pasuk is the most important part It says they go to Huldah ha They go to And it says explicitly She's in Niviyah they don't, they don't need more of a proof than that uh, So Kevara then asked a question as follows In the place where Yermiah was already um, standing I And mean, he had the position At that point Yermiah navi Was the uh, Navi for the people at that time So why, how is she going to be in Niviyah? Like you can't take the place of Yermiah navi. So Ami Bai Rab, Mishmeh Dirav Dirab, Khuda Krovant Yermiyahita. Huda was a relative of Yermiya. And he wasn't Mahbid, he didn't care necessarily because uh again, so, you know again, no family family relationships, he didn't care. Okay. Uh, one second. Yeah. It says, <laughs> But okay, it's one thing for Yirmiyahu and Navi and be But Yoshio and the king, how did he abandon Yirmiyahu and send a message to her? I mean, how can you send a message to Khulda to instead of the actual Navi who was Yermio? I'll tell you why he went. Because he wanted to go to the Navi as opposed to the Navi, because the Navi can be very harsh. Look, Yirmiyahu is Nebuah. They're very, very harsh. Harsh. But a woman is much more merciful, and maybe he's hoping for a better answer from her. Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan answers differently. hava No, Yomiah wasn't there at the time. I mean, he would have gone to Miel, but he wasn't there. They went to bring back the ten lost tribes. There's an interesting uh, idea, but we know we have this idea of ten lost tribes, as if they've been always lost. But you see, the Gemara here has a, has a concept that maybe they weren't lost forever. Maybe they were sort of like originally exiled by some favor, and maybe brought back here by Yemiyao. and we know from what we know that they actually uh, came back to this Gemara, that uh, the seller doesn't go back to what is sold. Meaning, So the idea... Oh, like that, one second... Uh, one second. Sorry, I apologize Okay, so what's happening here It's not just a melissa But it means to talk, say is as follows Rashi points this out The idea is the seller won't come back to his field What does it mean? And the yovel we know that Even if you sell your fields The yovel here comes You get your fields back so Yehezkel prophesies, no, that's not going to happen. They're not going to bring him back. What does it mean? It means he's predicting that there's not going to be a yovel. Why would there not be a yovel? There wouldn't be a yovel because there's a rule for the yovel that you have to have Rogi yisar that B'nai have to be living as a majority in the land. And he's basically saying that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So the Gemara says, after yovel, uh, um, yovel Batel in the batel. but I understand, Yehezkel, he's living after the time of the, destruction, the, the the lost tribes So how can he be saying In the future We're going to cancel the Yobel Is it possible The Yobel is already cancelled Because the 10 tribes are gone So you you're already have Most of the Israel Outside of Eretz Israel So why would he prophesy That it's going to be cancelled Elam Elamin Hechziran Okay Be Ben Amon Malach Lehen So by the way place comes to teach us It's a little hint there It teaches that Yomiyah Must have brought them back And Yoshiyo Was ruling over them And that Okay as it says Ma HaTzion Asher Okay, so it's a long puzzle here. It says, What is the monument that I see? I'll read the translation here. And the men of the city told him it's the tomb of the man of God, meaning the Navi, who came from Yehuda and proclaimed these things that you've done against the altar of Beit El. Now, what's the issue of Beit El? Where is Beit El located? Beit El is located in the Shom Road. The Chabron is the area where the 10 tribes were living, or at least some of the 10 tribes were living there. So if you're talking about that issue of and and Bethel, it must be that there were people actually living there, okay? So that's the idea, that he brought back the tribes. Finally, the word says, uh, What's the deal with Yoshiau by the Mizbeach and Betael? Why is that? Yoshiau is it the king of Yehuda. Why would he be dealing with a Mizbeach uh, and Beitel? Malach Alehem. That teaches us that Yoshiau ruled over these ten tribes, and that's why Yoshiau can be punished for the fact that there's a Mizbeach in Beitel as well. Okay, the point is, added all together, that's why Yoshiau was allowed to go to Chud according to his opinion, because Yamiel was busy getting the ten tribes back. Okay, now. The uh, says Rav Nahlan Amar Rav says uh, from the following, um, meaning the idea that the, tr- that the ten tribes came back, it says Gam lach Bishuvi shavut, shavut Ami. Right. Also, O Judah, there is a harvest appointed for you when I would return the captivity of my people. There's an the implication there that he's going to return the lost tribe. Yopi, that was Chulda. Finally. Uh, the, the final uh, uh, prophetess is Esther. Esther dictit, bahiba yomashlishi, esther machut. It says on the third day, Esther wore machut. Now, machut literally means kingdom. I don't know, right? Or like something like that. It should have said clothes of the kingdom, right? Like, you know, like royal clothes. What comes to imply is that she was cloaked in, Ruach ha-kodesh Okay, why that? Okay, I guess it's because of be but you see there's some implication. there's something else officially going on there. K'tiv uktiv verruach So you see when they have the words, the word tilbash. Tilbash, uh, he or she word machut, and also verruach, the spirit, uh, cloaked amasai. So you see that's the idea, that she also was a nevi'ah. Okay, that's the idea there, the Esther had Nivua okay now Amar of Nachman Nachman says lo ye'ah yehiruta l'nashe okay that it's not uh, that yehiruta is, um, is hardiness like we have the phrase sometimes we talk about yuhara it's like halachic hardiness sometimes so it says yehiruta hardiness is not ya'eh it's not like befitting women it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not anybody, but especially it's not okay, Tartei they're two women, uh, I think it says here, one second, Rashi points out, Mibakaz points out, it's Niviata, it's two prophetesses, two female Niviote, who were haughty, and they, and their names were sort of hateful, meaning that their names sort of indicated something negative about them, again, even though they were, so, obviously, there's something really special about them, but there's something about their haughtiness. So, let me see. Chandeshma ziburta, the khadashma karkushta. One's called a ziburta. Ziburta is like a uh, is a hornet. And one is a karkushta, which transits as a martin, M A R T E N, like a type of mole. Okay, and we're going to see it's going to be devora and. Yeah, like an, yeah, yeah like an animal mole, exactly. What? Chulda So, the word chulda means uh, like a mole, okay, like the animal. And the ziburta, like a hornet, is like devora, the bee, right? Devora is a bee, okay? when it comes to Ziburda the Dvorah so it says uh, she sent and called to Barak wait a minute she called to Barak that's haughtiness to call someone to you she didn't go to him and then again in terms of their rank she probably should have gone to Barak Okay, she said, "Say to the man." She didn't say, "Say to the king," which would be more respectful. So they both displayed a little bit of haughtiness, and that's why their names sort of were, or maybe it's indicated in their names. That's it. says, Further, another thing about Chulda is that she was one of the grandchildren of Yahushua How do we know that? ben Okay, the son of uh, the son of Charchas. Um, uktiv hatam Timnat I guess in terms of Achuda says she was the son um, she was the son of oh, sorry I apologize no oh they buried him sorry they buried him in timnat cheres that's where Yahushua was buried so I guess the Charchas and cheres I guess it's linked together so she's linked to Yoshua there are, we have this that there were ten, uh, there were eight Nevi'im who are also Kohanim, who came from Yo- uh, Rachav. Remember Rachab the Zonah in the story of Yeshua and the Meraglim and Yericho. the eight here's the names. Nerya, Baruch, Saraya, and Okay, Rabbi, you don't Here's a key point. She also is one the grandchildren. this from Rahab Know, so she's called like, Ben Tikva and in her lineage it says Ben Tikva and that word Tikva is connected to when Rahab it says Tikva the scarlet thread that she had to hang outside her house to make sure the, the Jews didn't uh, kill her family so you see the connection so she's connected to Rahab so how could it be that she is the, daughter, the granddaughter of Yoshua if you already have a Messiah that she's the granddaughter of Rahab well it's like those old riddles so Amr in the saba and Amr Hatya uchma. So we said, In uh, a or maybe he said, Patya Uchma, meaning Patya Uchma means like a, a blackened pot. It's a way of referring to a tamil chacham. Like a blackened pot, I guess, like from all the days and uh, nights in the base medrash, uh, you kind of get like sallow cheeks or something. So you like blackened. He says it is, Me From I think he said, from Me and you. Meaning, um, meaning we can uh, use me and you together and we can shmaita. Okay, we can resolve the issue. So me and you put our two ideas together and we can figure it all out. Okay, That she converted and Rachav converted Igaria, like Ger, and she nasba and she married the Okay, so you see, they put it all together, and she's both a grandchild of Yoshua and also the grandchild of Rahab, because Yoshua and Rahab got together, and that's where she came from. says we finish up soon. It says Did Yoshua really have uh, children? The it says Nun bino Yehoshua bino. So it says like in the uh, says in Diver Yom, yeah. That it says his son is Nun and his son is Yoshua, and that's the end of the line. There's no report about sons of Yoshua after that. So it sounds like Yoshua didn't have any kids. So what are we are be talking about Because our Answer is Bani Lo habile, Bantan habile. Yeah, he didn't have any sons. They had daughters. Is there <laughs> <children>? <laughs> he had children with daughters. So that's a little like a lineage riddle here at the end of the uh, um, Amud. We'll stop here. Continue so. the